Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Everything depends on who Jesus is and what he does for you. If Jesus is not the only begotten Son of God, then he's just like us in every way, including with sin. And if he is a sinner like Joseph, or Joseph's father Jacob, or Jacob's father Matin, or his father Eleazar, or David, or even Abraham, if he is a sinner, then he cannot die for their sin or for yours. But as the angel of the Lord announced, Jesus is conceived of the Holy Spirit. And then St. Matthew rightly confessed then that he is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, Emmanuel, the sinless Son of God for us. We didn't hear it this evening, but earlier in chapter 1, it begins with a genealogy. And a careful reading of Matthew's genealogy shows that he came to people whom, well, sensible, reasonable, traditional, and experienced people don't deserve or think don't deserve to be included. Jesus came for all sorts of scoundrels. Jesus came for sinful men, not just or sinful women too, not just rebellious, idolatrous, and unfaithful men. That's one of the most awkward things about Matthew's genealogy. Usually it's father begets son, looking again towards the coming son that was promised first to Eve and then later to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But in his genealogy, we find out that Jesus came to redeem Tamar, Judah's daughter-in-law, who bore him two sons when she was played the prostitute to him. He came to save Rahab, another woman of the night, who believed the report of God's deliverance and sheltered the spies on Jericho's wall, also in Jesus' family tree. He came to redeem Ruth of Moab, a Gentile without inheritance, home, or husband. He came to save Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. Yes, that's right, the woman who committed adultery with the king, David. Jesus came to redeem all of these women, and he came to redeem you too. Actually, you don't have to dig too deep to find out that Joseph's whole lineage, all the way back to Abraham, where Matthew starts, is full of sinners. Their lives are not models of virtuous and godly living. Most of them are forgettable figures that we don't know anything about. And the ones that we do know are the kind of relatives that you don't invite to Christmas. The ones you ignore or forget to talk about or maybe just outright disown them and never welcome them back. And yet today we hear Joseph is being quite careful to do everything by the books, on the up and up, to be a just and noble person. Betrothal, we find out that of course Mary is betrothed to him as you know, Betrothal is a legally binding relationship, and in their tradition, it's the first stage of marriage. I suppose a little bit like what we do with engagement, lasting about a year though, nine months to a year. The conception of Joseph comes before 
they live together or have consummated the marriage, neither of which would be allowed under betrothal. To wed Mary, Joseph would have had to receive permission from her father, then publicly declare his intent to be Mary's husband, also demonstrate his ability to provide for her while living apart, and of course, abstain from the marriage bed. After the betrothal engagement and the wedding, then they would consummate the marriage and live together. I think all Christian parents should teach their children to keep the Sixth Commandment and, of course, be like Joseph. But now it seems Mary has been unfaithful to him. Joseph is a just man because he believes in God's word and wants to live according to it. But not by the letter of the law, but by the Spirit, because he is also quite merciful and generous, even gracious. Because according to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 22, a betrothed woman must be stoned if she is guilty of adultery. And it seems Mary is. And yet, Joseph's faith, Joseph's faith in God and his love for Mary compels him to show kindness to her rather than bring her to shame and ultimately death. And so he resolves to divorce her quietly, to protect her reputation and to defend her. Joseph is trying to do right by Mary, but he knows his family tree. He can't stomach another adulterer or prostitute in his family's tree. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. It turns out that as much as Joseph sought to avoid the same kind of scandal and disaster that had plagued his family for 42 recorded generations since Abraham, Jesus was born into that. Every messy, mixed-up family lineage, he's born into them to save them. They can be, like Abraham from Ur of the Chaldeans, they can be the many women listed of ill repute, or even an abandoned widow like Ruth. They can be an adulterous king like David, an idolatrous son like Solomon, or the mourning exiles in Babylon. Jesus came to save his people, whoever they are, wherever they came from, and whatever they have done. As the angel of the Lord announces, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he himself will save his people from their sins. We call him Jesus because he does the Jesus job. It means Yahweh saves. He comes to save his people. That's what his name means. And so he came to save Joseph and Mary from their sins, from the scandal and from the shame that they will bear as, their, as his parents. He came to save his whole family, all of the messy, mixed-up lot of them from sins and from death and from the devil. And of course, he came to save you, too. By baptism, you have been joined to Jesus. You were, as Paul rightly records, adopted as sons of God co-heirs with Jesus of his kingdom and his eternity. That means that lineage, Jesse, David, the whole lot, that messy mixed-up family that Jesus was born into is now your family too. And since he came to save them, he came, he came to save you and yours as well. 
Like Joseph, having heard the announcement of the angel, it's time to wake up, believe, and do what the angel tells you. Jesus is the only son of the Father, but he's also Joseph's son. Or to say it in the way of the psalmist, he is David's son and David's Lord. He is the woman's promised seed. He was given to crush the serpent's head. He is the son in whom all the messy, mixed-up people in every nation and tribe and language of the earth is to be blessed. He comes to set you, his ransom captive Israel, free. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, born that we may no longer die. He saved you, his people, from your sins. As you have heard, here again, you are forgiven. Go in Christmas peace. In the name of Jesus, amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.